Gentlemen, start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be with you. We are live on Sunday nights. So much to get into tonight. This is going to be a very different show than what we normally do. I don't have a guest lined up tonight. And I'm looking for your phone calls starting at about 20 minutes past the hour. I'm going to open up the phone lines and we're going to take your phone calls. My Facebook page is literally exploding. Uh, People commenting on, you know, everything from the possibility of an impeachment trial of President Trump to the transfer of power, which will take place on Wednesday, to some of the executive orders we're already hearing about. For example, day one, uh, Biden plans to rejoin the climate Paris Accord. I know there's approval and all that that must uh, follow uh, by the Congress, but nonetheless, he's going to turn the, at least uh, start the process there. Uh, Also uh, canceling the Keystone Pipeline. So (laughs) despite all the double talk and all of that, uh, see, this is one of the things that a lot of people don't get. Um, Some people I know, some friends of mine have emphasized the fact that Biden historically has been somewhat of a moderate Democrat so that this is not going to be really as bad as what we think it's going to be. Uh, But the truth be told, I'm not really sure that Biden is really running things. It appears that he has been taken over by the far left. And I mean, everything from we're we're looking at executive orders probably to limit guns. Uh, They want to go after the magazine size. So, You can only have 10 round magazines, magazines that hold more than that uh, will be phased out, will be outlawed, all kinds of crazy stuff. So the idea that Biden is is somehow a moderate, maybe maybe he has been historically. But I think once he hitched his wagon to Obama, that changed. And no doubt, since the far left got him in this time, I think he has a very far left agenda, everything from, uh, you know, some have suggested he's the most He will be the most anti-gun president in modern times, and I do not doubt that. I mean, everything from that to the the New Green Deal and all this craziness, uh, canceling the Keystone Pipeline apparently on day one. So all of you liberals that voted for Joe Biden, uh, I hope you'll be happy when you're paying five, six dollars a gallon for gas. (laughs) That's one of the things I've just loved lately, right? Is this like $2 gas, and in some places it's even less than that. But in any case, welcome to the show. My name is Jim Paris. Good to have everybody with us tonight. A programming note, uh, I will be uh, tonight after the show ends, after the live show ends. For those of you listening over at TalkStreamLive.com, I went into the archives today and pulled out a really special show that will be broadcast at TalkStreamLive.com. As soon as we're done with the live show, this show from the archives comes on, and it's a fascinating interview 
I did in 2018 um, with authors that wrote a, an incredible book on the, J, on the uh, MLK, the, the Martin Luther King assassination. And I'll tell you what, it is just as fascinating and riveting as the JFK assassination and a lot of things I did not know. And I really enjoyed the interview and uh, that will be available. It'll start playing as soon as this show, the live show is over for those listening at talkstreamlive.com. If you're watching on the video stream, as soon as we're done here, just jump over to talkstreamlive.com and uh, you'll be able to hear that interview uh, on the uh, MLK assassination course tomorrow, Martin Luther King Day. So I wanted to pull that out of the archives uh, for everybody to uh, be able to listen uh, to that fascinating history. Uh, that, that was just one of our great episodes. Okay. Um, I've got a lot of things to say tonight, um, but let me start with this first prediction and let me make this clear. I've been thinking about this and I'm pretty convinced on this. So I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I am convinced that Donald Trump will be more powerful and will have more influence out of office than he was in office. I just, I, I'm convinced of this. I, I've been talking about this with friends and associates. Not everybody's convinced of that, but Donald Trump is not going anywhere. He's a force to be reckoned with. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the top of Biden's list every day when he wakes up is responding to uh, Trump's social media post, which by the way, Parler uh, announced today they will be back online within 24 hours. How about that? Oh, yeah. I've uh, got, got to get my parlor back. Parlor will be back. So that's great news. Uh, the apps are still gone. But if you have the apps, they're not going to take them away from you unless you have an iPhone and there's a setting. You can Google this, but there's a way to change your settings so that when your phone updates, it doesn't take away uh, the apps that uh, are no longer in the store. So you'll have to research that on your own. I did post that on my Facebook page a few days ago, but Parler will be back on. Uh, so, you know, what's Trump going to do? I, I, I know um, for sure he's going to be back on social media. He may even own his own social media company. I know for sure he's going to be uh, doing something with, with broadcasting. Uh, whether starting his own channel or having his own show, uh, he's going nowhere. Um, he will be, uh, in my opinion, Trump will be bigger than ever after this. He will be bigger than ever after this. It's, it's not, he's not going to go away. 75 million people that voted for him are not going to go away. This is going to uh, be a phenomenon that continues on. And uh, he's going to be a strong leader, a strong voice, for conservative values outside of the White House, nonetheless, but he will be uh, continue to be that voice. I, I really have um, no no question about that, um, and I think it'll happen right away. I don't think he's going to be the traditional kind of go off into the sunset <laughs> president, which I think that really ended with Obama, right? Because we always heard this idea that the the gentlemanly thing to do is to sort of fade off into the distance and former presidents don't weigh in on politics and all that. And Obama never fo followed that rule. Uh, he, he's been uh, vocal all the way through, and so has Michelle Obama. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I think Trump will be a, a louder voice and a bigger presence than ever. Uh, this news just coming in, this is a breaking news. The Atlanta District Attorney 
is considering filing criminal charges against Donald Trump for attempting to overturn the Georgia election. Yes, you remember the the audio recording that went viral where Trump was asking for them to look into all of the allegations of fraud in Georgia. Well, because of that audio tape now, the uh, Atlanta district attorney is saying that they are considering filing charges against President Trump. Uh, so, you know, here's the deal. They're, they're talking about uh, bringing us all together and uniting the country in all of this. They're talking about not inciting violence and peaceful talk. Okay, that's that's all. that all sounds good, right? But how is that bringing us together to be pursuing all of these these crazy things after Trump is out of office? I mean, this is clearly out of spite. It's clearly out of, uh, you know, an idea of getting revenge for some for something. And we're going to talk more about uh, revenge tonight and, and those that are seeking revenge, not only against Trump, but also against other uh, conservatives. OK, so we keep the show commercial free. And how we do that is we have one sponsor every episode. I'm just going to take a quick minute and tell you about tonight's sponsor, which is VarsTraining.com. That's V like in Victor, A-R-S, VarsTraining.com. That is my online internet business school. If you want to learn how to start your own platform and earn an income, whether it's a part-time or a full-time income, that's what the course is about. There are three free lessons there for you, and uh, we also have a test drive available for those that want to try it out. Uh, that's available as well. Check it out. Tonight's sponsor V-A-R-S, VARSTraining.com, the Virtual Asset Retirement System, How to Retire on Internet Income. VARS, V-A-R-S, that's VARSTraining.com. Okay, so here is my uh, theory about what is going to happen with the Trump impeachment trial that will not take place. Um, that is my prediction. There will not be an impeachment trial. And, and here's sort of the reasoning behind that. We now know that the narrative that Trump caused the Capitol incursion, that he incited violence, quote unquote, this has been completely discredited now. The timeline does not work. And we, we've seen this already. Uh, uh, there's a number of people that have posted this online. Raheem Kassam is one. There's a number of these uh, timelines where the, it shows that the president was still speaking. He had not even finished speaking uh, when the incursion happened uh, in the Capitol. So the timeline doesn't work. Law enforcement is telling us that the whole thing was planned days in advance. So the idea that from Trump's live speech, people marched after that and, and, and uh, broke into Capitol Hill, it doesn't work, not only because the timeline doesn't work, but also we're learning now from law enforcement that the, uh, the plans were made days in advance. It, this was not a spontaneous thing that happened after Trump's speech. We're also finding out that many of the people that rioted inside of the Capitol were not, in fact, Trump supporters, but were members of other fringe groups. Now, I'm not saying there were no Trump supporters in there. We just don't know. But the media is trying to spin this, that they were all Trump supporters, but we already know that there were a number of fringe group type people that were in there that were not uh, Trump supporters. We know that there have been arrests that have been made. 
Um, the, the name you might familiar that, be familiar with is John Earl Sullivan, who was, who was uh, an activist with BLM and Antifa. Uh, he is allegedly was the ringleader of the whole deal. Uh, he's not a Trump person. He's BLM, Antifa, not a Trump person, uh, and he was arrested. Uh, the fe- federal judge, however, released John Sullivan without bail. Can you believe that? Uh, this is the guy you've seen pictures of the last couple of days um, that has been arrested, uh, and he's been charged um, with the incursion to the Capitol and also is believed to be uh, one of the ringleaders, um, was uh, allegedly uh, egging people on, giving orders, all of that sort of thing. Uh, John Sullivan uh, arrested but released without bail by a federal judge which really tells you a lot, right? I mean, here's the guy that was allegedly in there, allegedly a ringleader, and he's released without bail. But that's not good enough. They still uh, want to go after Trump. Um, okay, let me, let me continue on why the, there's not going to be a trial in my view. Uh, I think the trial also gives Trump and his advocates, his lawyers, it gives them a platform to present all of the incredible evidence of election irregularities compiled by Dr. Peter Navarro. Now, look, what I'm going to say about this is, and I've said this all along, I do not know if the election was stolen or not. I don't know. I don't think anyone actually knows for sure. But I think we know for sure that there were a lot of irregularities in the election. Dr. Peter Navarro has cataloged those and has issued three separate reports with what appears to be pretty overwhelming evidence. And just the anecdotal evidence of these massive, massive crowds that Trump drew during the campaign and the tiny crowds that Biden uh, drew, it, it, it makes it hard to believe and again, I go back to what I've been saying. If there's nothing there, then why wouldn't, why wouldn't Biden and his supporters, why wouldn't they want a full audit of the election so that we would know for sure what happened? But I, I think, you know, again, um, all of the evidence has collapsed uh, about the narrative of Trump being responsible for the capital incursions. And I don't think they want to give Trump or his lawyers a, a forum Uh, to be able to provide a defense. Because remember, part of the reason he was impeached was not just his speech, but also because of his challenging of the election results for the last three months. That was also given as one of the reasons. So this would give Trump, as part of his defense, an opportunity to present all of these election irregularities. And I don't think they want to do that. I, I think what the left is trying to do is to silence Trump. They don't want to hear anything more about this. And, and if his theories are so crazy and discredited, then wouldn't it make more sense to let him have his public forum and humiliate himself if, if he doesn't have anything uh, to say that, that would persuade anyone? But that's not what they're doing. They're silencing him. And it, I always think if someone's being silenced, there's a reason they're being silenced. And I think it's because they don't want any of these election irregularities to come out. So. Uh, I, I think sometimes when we're talking about this with other people, I think sometimes the conversation uh, sort of, you know, 
there's no there's no persuading people because people have already made up their mind one way or the other about the election, whether there was uh, whether it would have changed or not. But I, I think a better way to discuss it is in terms of election irregularities. There was an incredible amount of documented election irregularities. No question about it. No one can really deny that. How how much uh, it would have changed the election, we don't know because we never had a trial. We never had a hearing of the facts. Every court that had the opportunity uh, to take this to trial rejected it. Uh, it was dismissed before it was litigated. So we've never had that opportunity. So here's what's going to happen. Uh, I believe that there will be no trial of Trump on the impeachment charges. One of the, one of the other reasons that we're starting to get that uh, idea is because Pelosi still has not transmitted the article of impeachment uh, to the Senate, which that's supposed to happen like right away. So for some reason, she's holding that. And, and, and you know, my theory is it's being held because now they don't have a case. They, they don't really have a case to begin with. But now they, they, they would be laughing stocks if they tried to pursue this in the Senate, especially with a president who has already left office. I mean, start with the premise that the idea of impeachment constitutionally is to remove a president from office. And you have a president that will have, by the time of the trial, already been out of office. It, it, it makes literally no sense. So here's what I think will happen. And, and watch this. It very well could be the case. I think Joe Biden will come out and say that he wants to unite the country and that he has asked the Speaker of the House and the Senate to drop uh, the impeachment process and to go ahead and let Trump go off into the sunset. And he will try to take credit for that. And that is bunk because there will be no trial because there is no evidence to take the trial. That's why there will be no trial. But I, I could very well see Biden wanting to take credit for that in some way, to sort of repackage that, to get some public PR out of that. Uh, look, if you're Joe Biden, the last thing you want to do is start your presidency the first week, the first two weeks, and it to all still be about Donald Trump and, and the impeachment trial and, and Trump's lawyers and all. You, you don't want that. So I've got to think somewhere that there's a meeting taking place in a in a smoke filled room where they're deciding how do we get rid of this impeachment thing in a way that makes us look great. And I think that is very plausible that that could very well be uh, what we hear uh, Biden do to try to be sort of the Gerald Ford and to uh, I'm not sure that there'll be a pardon for Trump from Biden. <laughs> I don't think Trump needs a pardon. But, you know, something along those lines, like, you know, can't we all get along now? Let's get rid of this impeachment thing and let's all move forward. I could see Joe Biden signing on to that and trying to uh, uh, trying to take credit for that. Uh, so we will see what happens. Um, we, we know some things already. Um, we know that Biden is canceling the Keystone Pipeline by executive order on day one. We know that on day one there will be a rejoining of the Paris uh, climate accords. We also know on day one, there will be executive orders uh, having to do with, uh, you know, gun rights. And uh, it's, it's expected that Biden will be probably the most anti-gun president 
in in modern times. So we will see uh, if any of that happens. Now this this interest this story really interested me because uh, you know when you're a far left liberal and you say things publicly, people hear it around the world. And here we go again. What Trump got rid of during his term is back, and that are these giant caravans of people come from Central America. And here we go. Uh, this coming in uh, over the last 24 hours, thousands of migrants from Central America are now on their way to the United States. And a migrant activist group representing the caravan, caravan is calling for the Biden administration to honor its, quote, commitment, end quote. So this will be very interesting to watch, right? We even had Barack Obama, who created the fenced-in holdings, which became known as cages. You remember that? And children being put in cages. There were a lot of people on the left out there for the last three, four years saying Trump put children in cages. But we then learned that those quote-unquote cages, those fenced-in holding areas, were actually built by President Barack Obama. But I'll tell you how much gaslighting was going on that Barack Obama himself has come out publicly and talked about Trump putting children in cages when he's the one that created the cages. I mean, that's really gaslighting, right? When he himself, I mean, his followers may be ignorant and not even realize what they're saying, or maybe they do, and they're just gaslighting us. But Barack Obama himself knows that he created those fenced-in holding areas on the border, um, and they're meant to keep children safe because a lot of children are sexually molested, are physically ab- abused, sexually abused when they're, they're in those, those detainment areas. And so those fenced-in areas, the purpose behind them um, was to keep children segregated from adults, to keep them safe. Um, but in any case, whether you like them or not, uh, whether you want to call it a, a fenced-in area or a cage, they were created by Barack Obama. Now, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Um, Will Biden just open the border and let all these people come in? Because if he does, Katie bar the door. (laughs) They're going to be coming from everywhere. Uh, Apparently, uh, we're looking at day one legislation, uh, 11 million uh, uh, illegals, people that are under the so-called DACA. Uh, amnesty uh, will be given a path to citizenship. And I'll tell you what, I'm not really against that. I I think Trump was for that. I've always been somebody that's uh, been pro-immigrant. You know, if if you want to come to this country and contribute, that's great. Just do it legally. Uh, I think the immigration process needs to be simplified. I've heard horror stories from people who have been uh, trying to become legal for 10 years and it's thousands of dollars in paperwork and red tape, and it takes forever, and it's a mess. Uh, that needs to all be reformed. And these young people that were brought here uh, as children, I, I think we should have a path for them. Um, but I'm afraid that this is sort of the crack in the door and that it may just be open borders. I've even heard talk of uh, tearing down the fence. Now, I haven't seen anything where Biden has said that. Uh, but man, wouldn't that be something if they tear down the fence? <laughs> uh, we've got like, I guess Trump added 450 miles uh, of new fence. Uh, who knows what they'll do about that? All right, let me do this. Um, and I've got some more news to go over, but I'm going to go ahead. And right now I'm going to turn on the phones. 
And there we go. All right, the phone line is now on the, the, the screen, the phone number. And I want to say this first, and then we'll get to some more news. But what I decided, we, I had a talk with my producer, and we, we decided that what we're going to do is one show a month minimum. And we might do two. One show a month, we're going to take, we're going to create a panel of, of guests. Uh, maybe it'll be like the five, uh, maybe to be like the view, but with no Whoopi Goldberg. How's that? Uh, and we're going to have a panel. And so what we're encouraging people to do is if you call in, that's sort of your audition for being on the panel. And the number is on your screen right now, 646-716-4041, 646-716-4041. If you're listening on the audio stream, you're welcome to join us. If you're watching on the video, you're welcome to join us. Uh, good idea, turn off the sound on your computer once you're listening on the phone. You'll be on hold, you'll hear the show, and then I'll bring you on. We're not screening calls tonight. Uh, we'll bring you right on. I'll just uh, mention your area code so that you know that it's you and you're live on the show. 646 716 4041. That's 646 716 4041. And I see a bunch of people already on the line. We'll get to you in one minute. Um, I thought this was um, interesting this, this deplatforming deal take away your hosting. Take away your ability to have a, a, a website to have, you know, like what happened to Parler. Um, this this continued take away your banking, uh, intimidate your lawyers, get your lawyers to quit. All these crazy things that are happening. This story came in. Uh, so the senator Josh Howley of Missouri, uh, remember he is he's a Yale graduate, uh, law graduate, smart guy, lawyer. He's a senator from Missouri. So he had this big event planned to take place at Universal Studios here in Florida at the Lowe's Resort. Uh, and apparently this was for the top donors who gave, I think, between three dollars and $5,000. This had been planned for several months. Well, the Lowe's Hotel has now canceled the event. Um, and that's it. So I guess everybody's going to get their money back. So here's what we're, we're talking about is uh, – conservatives are now looks like getting banned from uh, conference centers, from hotels, from being able to meet. I've got to believe this. And maybe it's just that I'm an optimist. I've got to think that some of you liberals out there are going to say, wait a minute, are we really going to do that? Are we really going to start banning people from hotel conference ballrooms because we disagree with what they have to say? Um, and here's a guy who just representing a state believes that there needed to be more investigation into the election. So he was doing his job as a Senator and now has been deplatformed from being able to have an event at universal studios at the Lowe's hotel there. I mean, it, where, where does this end? Are they going to turn off the electricity at, at your house, the, the water, <laughs> do you lose internet service? I mean, how far does this go? And I mean, all of this is happening, and, and yet they keep telling us that we're all going to, it's time to unite, it's time for healing, it's time for coming together, but, but yet all of this is going on. And, and I mean, and there's, there's so many more stories, similar stories like this. All right, let's go to the phone lines now and see uh, who we've got here. We're going to start with area code 832, area code 832. You're on Jim Paris Live, your first name, and... <laughs> Launch into whatever your topic is. 
Esther. And All right, Esther, good, my to- good to have you. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, my topic is, um, because this is not making sense, uh, the, you know, conservatives are actually not having a voice at all. But I've come to the conclusion that it's because it's the end times and the people that are more conservative, I want to say, uh, I don't want to assume, but are, you know, Christ followers. And that's their way of just, uh, you know, being against, you know, with the end times and the the, the, the followers of Jesus Christ are just going to be discriminated against. Yeah, and like so the market, I'm, like the mark of the beast, right? I mean, yes. it's getting kind of close to that, right? We're going to take away everything yes. and your ability to buy or sell or have a website. Uh, good thoughts. Did you hear the news about Parler coming back online in the next twenty four hours? Isn't that good news? Uh, yes, but could you give me a little background on that? Yeah. So, uh, are you familiar with Parler? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, so Parler dot com is sort of the alternative to Twitter. And they were taken offline about a week ago. They were deplatformed. It it was sort of like all the major tech companies ganging up on them. And Esther, thanks for your call. Uh, we we had their servers at Amazon uh, were shut off. They were kicked out of the Google store, the, uh, the Apple store. They lost uh, a, their email server. Their lawyers resigned. Their, you know, all of their technology providers across the board dropped them all instantly. And, and it was all because I believe that Trump, who had gotten the permanent ban from Twitter, was planning to reestablish himself over at Parler. And the timing really does uh, support that. And Esther, thank you so much for your phone call. I appreciate it. We go next to area code 312, which I know is in the Chicago area. You're on Jim Paris Live. Hello there. Hello, 312. You are on the Hello, air. Jim. Hello there. Turn, on, turn Hello. down your sound on the, uh, the show on your computer uh, so that we can hear you. Can you do that real quick? Yes, I can. All right. All right. Go ahead, because that there's a little bit of a delay. Go ahead, sir. What is your first name? And launch right into your topic. All right. You're going to have to turn. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put you back on hold, and I'll come back to you in a minute, uh, 312. Uh, for everybody else, you've got to turn off your computer sound, because there is a delay. So you need to just be listening on your phone. 312, I will come right back to you. Uh, Let's go next to 347. 347, you're on Jim Paris Live. Hey, Jim. I'm a first-time caller. First, congratulations. You have a really good uh, presentation style and communications technique. Uh, Thank you. What's your first name, sir? What's your first name? H-O-T-E-P. Okay, very good. Good to have you with us, sir. What's your topic tonight? Mm -hmm. Generally, I think that politics is like a, a area of life that is full of trickery. I think both parties tend to lack a moral compass, and I think that people go either left or right, and both sides miss the middle, which is common sense. I think that President Trump was generally a puppet, and I think that President Biden may be slightly better, but the country is being dragged further and further into confusion 
civil war, racism, sexism, dogma. And I think if people look at the history of religion, they'll see that these cycles of the end of time coming, etc. It happened in Persia, it happened in ancient Egypt, and at some point maybe Homo sapiens will stop the madness and come together and save the planet because we're all one so family. Who, 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 I appreciate. Let me yeah. ask you, uh, who do you support? Then it sounds like you're you're. Are you a libertarian? Or are you? I mean, as a Christian, um, you know, I've said this all along. I'm not someone that necessarily likes the personality of Trump and a lot of the things that he did, but I certainly supported his policy of, of tax cuts, smaller government, pro-life, the conservative justices appointed to the Supreme Court. So he checked off all the boxes for me as a conservative, notwithstanding the fact that the man himself was a little bit uh, more bombastic than I would have liked to have seen. Um, but in, in terms of policies, he delivered. What policy priorities do you have or expect uh, from Biden? Well, by the way, Hitler delivered some stuff, too, that some Christians would have followed. Biden, I think, is going to be a bit more palatable and humane when it comes to small government. Small government doesn't work for the poor people that need larger government to provide because the big companies tend to get most of the tax breaks and they don't pay taxes when it comes to friends often conserve, but they don't conserve the Native Indian side or they don't conserve the African-American side. They conserve the Greek, the Roman, and the Judeo-Christian side. So conservatives very often, not you, but are pretty... All right. Well, the, I, you know, I, I always enjoy a spirited debate. So... Uh, it sounds like he's, you know, somebody that's for uh, bigger government, for more liberal policies, and uh, we appreciate all voices. I, I certainly don't agree with any of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I mean, the idea that somehow Biden, you know, this this Hitler comparison drives me crazy. It absolutely drives me crazy because I, I see absolutely. I mean, here is Donald Trump, who has grandchildren that are Jewish. Here's Donald Trump that is loved by so many African-Americans. The idea that he's a racist, that somehow he's Hitler, I do not see any reason for people to, to believe that. It just sort of comes out of thin air that Trump is a racist or a Hitler. It, it just makes no sense to me. I, I know it sounds good. It's a great soundbite to say uh, Trump is Hitler, but there's absolutely – I mean, if you look online before Trump was president – there are pictures of him with every black leader under the sun. He was never considered uh, to be a racist man, was always considered uh, to be someone that was uh, fair-minded when it came to people of all races. That was one thing that Trump did not have as baggage. You could say Trump had as baggage that some of his, his businesses failed. He had some corporate bankruptcies. He was sort of in some people's minds, uh, a ruthless businessman. He had multiple marriages. Okay, I get all of that, okay? But the idea that Trump is Hitler, I, I don't know. I, 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 I can't find even, I, I can't find anything about Trump that would, there's nothing. Even if there was a shred of something, a grain of truth that we can maybe say embellish upon to say he's Hitler, but there's nothing. But yet this is a, a mantra of the left is that Trump is Hitler. It makes absolutely no intellectual sense, but I guess if you repeat it enough, uh, people will believe it. All right, let's go back to 312 and see if you've got your 
Your computer turned on and I can hear you. Hello, 312, you're on the air. Hello, 312, you are on the air. All right, 312. Yes, it is, 312. You're on the air. Your last chance here. Is it me? Erico, 312, first three digits, 206. 312 and then 206, that is you. You are on the air. Oh, hello. Your, hello, your first name hello? and launch. That's you. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, my first name is Donald. Donald, okay, go uh, ahead and launch oh, into I'm, your topic, I'm Donald. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you, you kind of caught me by surprise. I apologize. Um, no worries. And make sure my, you have your your sound turned down on the computer because there is a slight delay, so it's better if you're listening just on the phone. But uh, go ahead, Donald, launch into your topic for tonight. Okay. Uh, well, my topic tonight would be the state of, of the United States and how we are and how we are in such a, a chaotic condition and the fact that they want to go through with this impeachment right in the middle of such instability, that's what really, I guess, causes me a lot of concern. It's like two parents being in a divorce, and all of a sudden someone walks up and they say, uh, well, they say to the, to the, the woman, look, uh, no, I'm sorry, they say to the father, look, uh, you know your wife dented the car last week. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, look, um, why would you tell the father that in the middle of a contentious divorce? Why would you tell him that all it's going to do is cause the situation to be just more Why do you think, Donald, think, why do you think, why do you think they're pursuing impeachment with the, the, the impeachment trial would happen after Trump is out of office? And yet they keep saying healing and unity and we need to move forward. Why are they doing this? Do you believe it's because they want to prevent Trump from being able to run again? Does that make sense to you? Well, it doesn't make sense for, for two reasons. Number one, whenever you make someone a martyr, you just make them more, more, um, more popular. So if they, yeah. if they go after him, they're going to make him a martyr. But the other thing is it's not about justice. If it was about justice, they would have pursued uh, impeachment before the election. But now that the election is over, if you really wanted to pursue for justice and not for punishment, you would have done it weeks before. So the whole, well, you know, we're doing this because uh, we feel that Donald Trump incited violence and, and, and all these things. No, it's not because he incited violence. It's because you're trying to get back at him. It's not for Justice, it's for vengeance. So that's yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, mm-hmm. I think it is Go revenge. Ahead. I think it is revenge as well as all of these other like deplatformings and all these lists that are being created of former Trump campaign and White House staffers to prevent them from getting mm-hmm. work. Uh, you know, I never would have believed this. And I'm still waiting for some percentage of liberals to come out and say, Hey, I'm for Biden and I'm for getting rid of Trump, but let's get let's stop all of this. This goes beyond the pale. The idea of shutting down Parler, the idea of Josh Hawley not being able to have his conference now because he right. questioned the election. They're taking away the Lowe's Resort is taking away his 
his conference reservation, all of these things to get revenge, but yet they keep telling us they want to heal and they want unity. They want us to come together. Uh, no, that, that's, not the, that's not the goal. The goal is to not only punish Donald Trump, but to punish everyone associated with him, and that includes his followers. So yeah. that includes um, deplatforming people who express any type of support for Donald Trump or even uh, a person who would say, I think there was cheating during the, during the campaign. They're, 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 they want to – I'm sorry. I'm, like I said, you, you kind of caught me off guard. But um, it's, a, it's an attempt to not only eradicate any, any support, but you know, any uh, – I guess any good news or any giving God, Donald Trump or any of his followers any credence. So now they, you know, not only are they, are they trying to go after, like I say, Donald Trump, but, but even the average citizen, I believe, has something to fear. Because if they can, if they can uh, censor Senator Howley, um, if they can censor Donald, if they can ban Donald Trump, then they can ban me. They can keep me from insuring my home simply because I posted something that they don't agree with because my, my views are not Democrat, Republican, or independent. My, my views are Christian. And so yeah. because of that, they're going, they're going to tend to be on the conservative side, even though I don't identify as a, as a conservative, but they also appeal to liberals and, but I'm not a liberal either. Um, I, I always say I'm not a Democrat or a Republican, I'm a Christocrat, if, if you can yeah, there you uh, go. imagine that. And uh, good comments, so I'm uh, not, Donald. I'm, I'm going to let you go so we can give some other people a chance. But, I, you know, great comments. There's a guy who says, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm a Christian. I have, you know, views that might be consistent with one party on, in some cases and another party in other cases. But he's afraid of, of being deplatformed. Uh, you may have seen the story earlier this week, um, uh, an individual who was uh, deplatformed, they lost their, their life insurance wasn't renewed uh, because they were a Trump supporter. Um, it, it's just like, wh- where does this end? I mean, and, I, and again, I keep waiting for some liberals to come forward and say, okay, I'm a liberal. I don't like Trump. I don't, you know, I didn't vote for him. I'm glad Biden won, but I don't like what is happening to conservatives here because the thing is this, I mean, obviously, if the tables are turned, once the tables are turned, right, the tables are turned and there is, uh, you know, you've got, you know, a, a conservative in power in four years. Do you want do you want to be shut off? I mean, this is what I ask people. Did Trump, as much as he hated CNN, did he try to, like, shut down CNN? No, uh, conservatives don't do that. We don't think that way. We don't think about silencing people. I mean, we, we feel, I think conservatives generally would agree with the idea that let's have an open forum and the best ideas win. And let's find things we can agree on. There are a lot of things we can still agree on. Um, but uh, it, I guess there's getting to be less and less things we can agree on. We go to 815, which is outside of the Chicago area. 815, your first name and launch into your topic. Uh, my name is Jeremy. Um, I wanted to talk about the fact that, sadly, uh, I would say most of our country today is ignorant. The founding fathers actually intended when they created the United States. Um, most people don't even know what they believed in 
what they supported. Um, I've asked this question to a lot of people. Well, two, two questions I think are really important. One, who gives you your rights? Do you get your rights from government or do you get your rights from God? Now, if you understand who the founding fathers were, great question. you understand the right. concept. Yeah, if you understand the concept of natural law, as in there are things that are inherently known by people that are, we are born with, you understand that your rights come from God, not from government. The second one, and I think it's a key part of why we're seeing the problems we are, is um, I hear all the time people saying, well, uh, our democracy, you know, uh, we can't have these things happen because of our, we've got to keep our democracy. We're not intended to be a democracy. We're intended to be a republic. And there's a big difference between the two. And again, as a matter of fact, if you read some of the quotes, some of the writings of the founding fathers, they warned that a, a pure democracy is horrible, is one of the worst things that you can try to run a government on, that it's mob mentality, that it, uh, it lets people get into a situation where an oligarchy is developed. That's what we have right now. We, sadly, we don't have a republic, even though Article 4, Section, section 4 of the Constitution indicates we are supposed to have a republican form of government. We don't even have, uh, we don't have a republic, we don't have a democracy. Sadly, right now we have an oligarchy where there's too much power, too much control in the hands of too little people, and most of those people are government officials. So then, And then also, of course, do, the, uh, the social media monopoly that's out there uh, with absolutely. just a handful of companies running uh, social media uh, yeah, I, I love everything you just said. I mean, because most people do not understand the difference between a democracy and a republic. Most people don't understand why we're a republic and not a democracy and the whole mob rule thing. And that's what we're, we're looking at right now is mob rule, which is, you know, we've never seen this before. And it, it's funny because, you know, back in the day when I was growing up in the 1960s, liberals were for freedom of speech, free love, you know, make peace not war, all of that. But now today's liberals are really more like Marxists or communists where they want to shut down any dissenting opinions. And, and to my liberal friends, I continue to say, uh, be careful what you wish for, because at some point in time, uh, the tables turn and you lose your freedom of speech. Great call from eight one five. Thank you so much for listening and we're going to jump around here. We're going to go next to nine, seven, three area code, uh, your first name and uh, jump right into your topic. Nine, seven, three. Yep. That's you, New Jersey. Go ahead. Okay. I'm Jean. And my topic is, um, the loss of our freedom of speech and, uh, and the fact that there's such intolerance of each other's views. And I look to the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. But in the Declaration of Independence, there is some good guide rules of what has to happen to the people that are there. And uh, I'm just going to read part of it. We are all created equal and defined to be in natural law, which was brought up by the former person. But what it has to happen is that we have to respect each other. 
and honor each other's views. We can't be up, upset about them. We must tolerate them if, if at best, because when we both feel that we're independently free to speak and nobody's going to say, you can't say this and you can't say that, then we have a chance to have a true republic. And you and know, Gene, the- great points that you make. There's so many people today, uh, I don't know if you would agree with this or not, but so many Christians, conservatives, feel like the justice system is not fair because you see Hillary and Comey and all of these people that got away with it, and we think there's two justice systems. So when you when you feel like there's no place you can go to address your grievances, when you then believe that maybe even the election uh, system is not fair, uh, this is what causes people to become very frustrated and do bad things. And, and that's why it's, it's always in the interest of everyone to have an election integrity. It's always in everyone's interest uh, for justice to be blind, for, for people, no matter how rich they are, how, how big of a status they have, that everyone faces the same rules, the same laws. Uh, because without that, that's when anarchy does set in, when people feel that they have no rights uh, to, to address their grievances, that it is not fair. And, and that is, I think, in many ways, what is lost. For example, just take parlor being shut down. Uh, Gene, a lot of people blow off steam by going on to social media, being able to share their viewpoints, but then you take that away from them, and they've got nowhere to voice their, their different view, and, and they become frustrated and maybe do bad things. That's why I, I think that there's no one wins when freedom of speech is cut off. That's right, and we lose our freedom of press. We haven't had that in a while, and there's just so many things. We have the deep state there's, uh, that's constantly uh, going against everything the individual uh, citizen has. But there is, in this uh, Declaration of Independence, the format before, tells how we can get out of it. There is something in there. Um, I'm not going to go into that because that would take too much time, and we do want to have everybody have a chance to say something. But I I, I believe in the uh, law, and I went to law school, and uh, I, I really feel sad that the courts could not honor the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. It really disturbs me greatly because even in Obamacare, they couldn't see that our rights were being taken away from us to make a choice. We all had to get get this insurance or not, we had to pay. This is not right. We have to always have choice and freedom, and we are not having our liberties honored at all by our government or by our courts. It is very frustrating for us. But there is very a direction. Good. You, must be a, you must be a unique person being in New Jersey uh, do you oh, often... I definitely am. I, I don't have I mean, a friend are, are... around me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. So, you are so right. You are so right. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm, 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 going I mean, to the, I'm, I'm trying to go to Florida now. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, you, you probably need to come somewhere like Florida or Texas, but I love everything that you had to say. A great call from Gene. And that's one of the things we haven't even talked about yet, Obamacare. Obamacare. That's probably coming back where you got to buy that crappy insurance 
or you got to pay a fine. That's probably coming back. That's another thing Trump did was to get rid of that mandate, and that's probably coming back. Oh my goodness, I you know that's something I haven't thought about in a while. But uh, Gene brought it up, and so now I'm upset about something else. If you're listening on the audio stream, I'm going to mention the phone number again. I have two lines open right now. Um, the number is six four six seven one six four zero four one six four six seven one six four zero four one if you're watching on the audio feed uh i'm sorry in the video feed the uh the phone number is in the lower right hand corner of your screen or at six four six seven one six four zero four one and we ask you tonight one call per person so if you've already been on don't call back because i, I want to try to get in as many uh, different voices as i can uh so with that in mind uh don't don't hold the phone lines if you've already been on. I would greatly appreciate that. Six four six seven one six four zero four one, and we go to eight three two, which I think is in the great state of Texas. Hello there. Hello eight three two. Are you there? Nope, we don't have eight three two. One of the other things too is as we are looking for contributors to the show. Um. All of you that called in tonight, uh, send me an email and uh, remind me of your your name and your call because when we listen back to the audio of this to start making some decisions about regulars, we're going to want to know uh, who you are. And as we decide, we had some great calls tonight, so uh, all of you tonight are in the running. Let's jump over here to uh, – I'm going to go back to 832. It looks like 832 is back which I think is in the Houston area. Hello, 832, are you there? Hello, 832, are you there? I hear you coughing. I have, Go already, ahead. I, I have already spoken, so I don't okay. want to take somebody else's time away. Okay, no worries, but thank you for calling. Uh, and you're, you're welcome to uh, listen online, but let's leave the phone lines open. Uh, and you know what I probably need is a call screener, <laughs> which my producer is always busy dealing with the guests and everything else. But uh, we start doing some uh, call screening, too, to get people's names before we just bring you on. I'm doing like the old Art Bell show. East of the Rockies. Hello there, west of the Rockies. Uh, area code 224 is now live. Your first name and launch into your topic. And please turn off your sound on your computer so we don't uh, hear the delay. I think that's uh, Illinois is 224. Isn't that right? Hello, 224. You are live. 224. Yes, yes go ahead. Your first your first name, name and launch. Amy? Amy, go ahead. I have I have a question. If you've heard about the silver bus, there was a big silver bus that showed up at the Capitol, and a lot of the um, people that invaded the Capitol, you know, got off that bus. One of my friends had a son that was present at the Capitol rally. He said the rally was totally peaceful and calm. There were no problems. And then the big silver bus showed up, and then trucks with, um, showed up and they unloaded bricks and boards to give to the people to invade the Capitol. Have you heard yeah. of that? I, I have heard about this. I don't know. I, here, here's what we do know for sure. We do know for sure that the narrative that all of these people inside there were Trump people is not true. 
How many of them were Trump people, we don't know yet. But we know that many of them were not Trump people. Many of them were members of fringe groups. This is being called a conspiracy theory when you say this. Um, They might take my video down for saying that. But we already know that just from the arrest records that we're already seeing that many of those inside were not Trump people, but some of them might have been Trump people, but it still doesn't take away from the fact if you get a million people together and let's say two or 300 of them uh, behave badly, that doesn't destroy the goodness in the other people that were there. Uh, I mean, anytime you get large groups of people together, even like a major league baseball game, you might have, 30 or 35,000 people in attendance. And you can be sure that there's going to be arrests for disorderly conduct and people doing uh, all kinds of things. This happens in large groups, but Trump's followers are remarkably peaceful, good people. And we know this, not just because we're not saying it just because we want it to be true. We know this from four years of Trump rallies and the Trump campaign uh, gatherings that took place in, in the 2016 campaign and in the present campaign, that Trump supporters are not violent people. This is, if there were some, it would be totally out of character for the typical Trump supporter to have done any of these violent things. And we've denounced the violence, uh, but I've heard the same story that you've heard about people being bust in. And it is disturbing. And it, I think Trump people are smart enough to also know uh, that violence would backfire because anything that you do like this is going to make our movement look bad. And it's going to go against everything that Trump believes in, which is support our wonderful police, support our wonderful military. All of those things uh, are what we believe in. And that that's not consistent with breaking into the Capitol and uh, committing violence and destroying things. Uh, this is not what our movement does. Uh, so, so I don't know, honestly, if the bus pulling up and those people getting off, I've heard it from so many places. It may be true because I'm, it's not just one person saying it. A lot of people are saying it. And I, I said this yeah. earlier in the show. I think this is why the impeachment trial is not going to take place, Amy, because I think the narrative that Trump incited this is not is going to fall apart. My friend's son was actually present there at the Capitol and saw the bus. So that's where I got my information. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I've heard it from many people that were there that they saw the buses. Uh, did, did they yeah. also talk about the people being dressed like in military type, uh, you know, outfits? That's not what Trump people do with helmets right. on and, 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 and vests and, and, you know, the whole like, like the, you know, SWAT team look that that's not how Trump people dress either. And I've heard that from many people as well. Yeah. Do you think Obama was behind it? You know, I really, you know, I don't know. I I, I do. I personally believe that uh, it it could be that someone on the left wanted to push this to happen uh, because they wanted this to backfire as it did. I, I think it's very much possible. I don't have any information to say that that is what happened, but I would not rule it out. Uh, and that's why I think it's dangerous for the left. I think it's dangerous for Democrats to have this trial of Trump because this information uh, could very well come out. Uh, we already know because of the arrest records that many of these people were not 
Trump supporters. Now, when you say that, you'll have people who say, you mean to tell me none of those people? I'm not saying that. There might, there very well could have been some bad actors that were also Trump supporters. But this is not something I believe Trump encouraged in his speech. The timeline doesn't work out because the incursion happened before Trump's speech was finished. Law enforcement is telling us that this incursion was planned days in advance. And we also know from the arrest records that many of those involved in the incursion into the Capitol were from the left, like this John Sullivan, Antifa BLM guy who's alleged to have been a ringleader, who's already been arrested and let out with no bail by a federal judge. Uh, He'll have his day in court. These are just allegations, but the videos are of him there and of things he said, and he appears to be a ringleader, a provocateur. And why would someone from the left, from BLM, from Antifa, go in and provoke uh, people to do the things they did in there? Why, why would he go in there and encourage violence? Why would he do that? I mean, it would make no sense unless there was sort of this idea of making Trump look bad. And uh, some people have said that's why a lot of this is continuing on. You know, the impeachment and the deplatforming and all these things is they want some Trump people to do more bad things uh, because that will make Trump in the movement. It will tarnish uh, Trump in the movement even more. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what people what is in people's minds. I, I, I can't read people's minds, but I definitely think there's a lot more to know about this. We denounced the violence uh, on last week's program. We denounce it again tonight. Trump has denounced it. We love our men and women uh, in uniform, uh, the military, the police. We don't want any of this. If that's what you're thinking is, is that the answer is violence, you're wrong. You're not part of our movement. You're just not. All right. Um, anybody else want to jump on board? I've got... Uh, Three lines open. I could go a little bit longer if uh, calls come in. 646-716-4041. What do you expect to see this week uh, with the swearing in on Wednesday? Trump returns to his uh, new home. His new residence will be here in Florida at the Mar-a-Lago complex. He'll be flying on Air Force One on Wednesday morning, leaving the Capitol before the inauguration. There is a reportedly more than 20,000 troops Uh, in the Capitol, creating a so-called green zone um, around the area where the uh, swearing-in will take place on the steps uh, of the Capitol. Uh, It's just kind of surreal to see this. It's like out of some kind of dystopian movie. Uh, It's just bizarre to watch it. It really is. Thank you for everybody that joined tonight as a caller. I appreciate it. Please follow up with me with an email, jim at christianmoney.com. Reference your name and your call and what you talked about. Uh, We'll be reviewing the tape and we're looking for some regulars. You know, that is, I don't give you two minutes and then cut you off. We'll, we'll have three or four people up on the board who will stay with me for our panel segment of the show once a month. And you'll be able to uh, bounce back and forth, debate with each other and uh, make your own contribution. Uh, And you'll be able to promote your own website or books or whatever platform you have Uh, if you're somebody that's trying to uh, establish yourself and build your own following as well. Thanks so much for joining us. Pray for peace. Pray for peace. Pray for a peaceful transition 
and pray for this great country that God has given us, the wonderful United States of America. God bless. This is Jim Paris. Remember, if it's Sunday night, don't forget, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.